This portion of TV Confidential is sponsored by Uber. Enter the promo code TV Confidential, all one word, when you download the app at get.uber.com slash go slash TV Confidential, and you'll receive a free first ride up to $20. Ed Robertson with a reminder that Jeffrey Mark will join us at the top of the hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. In the meantime, the following segment originally aired in September 2011. Hi, this is Jim Peck, and you're listening to TV Confidential. I want to show you something if I can. I'm just using a cell phone so that I can hear you because there are no cell lines that are coming out of um, Manhattan at the time. But see if you can zero in on this right here. This is the kind of debris that we're seeing all over the ground. If you can see the address, One World Trade Center, Trade Center, Trade Center, Trade Center. Okay, obviously we're having some technical problems with Ashley Banfield, who is on the ground near the World Trade Center about five blocks away. Ashley Banfield reporting for NBC News live from Ground Zero at 11.49 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the morning of September 11th. 2001. Just one example of the kind of impromptu reporting that Tony and Donna were talking about as we look back at how television news covered the events of 9-11, as well as how 9-11 impacted primetime and late-night television. In fact, just before we went to break, we were talking about how a lot of late-night television hosts initially struggled with how to proceed in the days and weeks initially following 9-11. Donna? Who was, who was the fir first late-night comedian back? It was Letterman. And I believe, he, I believe he had Dan Rather. He had Dan Rather, and Dan Rather broke down and cried. Right. And apologized. And Dave said, no, Dan, you're a human being. And yeah. imagine this is the first time he probably was able, and he was reciting the second verse of um, America the Beautiful. Yeah. Our, our, uh, thine alabaster cities uh, gleam in spite of human tears. And, yeah. and it's like, you know, how can you hear that song ever again without thinking about what you know what happened that day which mm -hmm. is true because you do hear all these great patriotic yeah. songs and those were the songs that we were hearing and singing in the days that followed um and uh but dave was the first to come back but even right? when dave came back i mean it took him a couple of days before he he resumed his format i mean I, yeah. I, if i remember correctly in addition to having dan on the first couple of shows were more or less there Dave, was no monologue. No right. monologue. There was more no subdued. Yeah. No, none of the silly stuff that Dave usually does. I mean, uh, it was more or less Dave was still sort of processing it on behalf. Yeah. And I think no, everyone, and to their credit, opened just talking to the audience. Yeah. Getting kind of like what we're doing right now. Exactly. But a little bit more closer to just saying, you know, I need to get this off my chest and kind of apologizing ahead of time. You know, we're not sure what we're going to do. Uh, Rudy Giuliani wants us all to go back to work yeah. and try to establish as much normalcy as we can. Uh, we do comedy. We uh, we're, we're kind of you know uh, I think John Stewart was talking about new said we can't make jokes like subliminable right. uh, uh, for a while. So forgive us if we do cross that line. Uh, Dave kind of ushered in everyone else. I think there was an uh, agreement between Dave and Jay that Dave would do his show on, first show Monday. Jay did his uh, the next day, Tuesday. Uh, and I believe uh, Jay did his show, and Conan did his show right because he was following Jay. At the time. Mm -hmm. And Conan also opened, uh, uh, did a very nice speech about going to, uh, was it St. Peter's? across the street mm -hmm. and actually confessing you know being a bostonian he yeah. was always scared of new york and and uh and uh how you know where he went was the church across the street 
and uh, he was reminded that there's still beauty in the city. Yeah. And he had a wonderful speech. And then John Stewart came on. John Stewart mm-hmm. also talked about because where he lives, his view from his his home was the towers. Mm-hmm. From from his apartment, he saw the towers, and he said, "You know, now my view is the Statue of Liberty." And uh, he talked a little bit about how he grieves, but he does not despair. Right. And he equated it also to when he was a kid, when Martin Luther King died. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Maher came back, and his first show back... Was the one that cost him his job. Cost him his job. Right. Again, he was, you know, doing... He said, well, we're going to come back. They they left an empty chair, which I always thought was very... For um, uh, Barbara Olson, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who was on one of the planes, who was on her way to L.A. to do the show. Mm-hmm. And so for that week, in her honor, they kept an empty chair. Uh, and again, you know, they're coming back. This is all new. This is all different. He didn't have a monologue. We're just going to talk. And they were just talking, and he made a comment, and, and that cost him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, that was one of the things that I, I think is very memorable because he said something that wasn't popular at the time. Right. Uh, ironically, on a show called Politically Incorrect. Incorrect. Right. And, um, and the uh, press secretary at the time said, well, people better watch what they say, which is not exactly what we're about in this no. country, I would think. No. But, but they, they came uh, back, and uh, Al Franken uh, was still associated with Saturday Night Live, but he went to visit Ground Zero, and the construction guys there, the crew there, eventually did say, so when's late night television going to be funny again? Yeah. <laughs> it's like get, they, it's, wanted, they wanted these guys yeah. to just go back. In, a, in another time, in another context, what Marr said, you know, he probably would not have caused the uproar that it did that it did and it probably would not have cost him his job on ABC but because it's it's with with the the pulse of the country the feelings are still raw uh timing wise probably not the best thing for him to do although courage of his convictions he does he does he, he doesn't he, regret he, he making did the it. choice he doesn't regret he owned it uh i have a an issue with ABC because they originally made a bold statement saying, you know, we hired this guy from Comedy Central to do a show called Politically Incorrect. He did what he did. We're going to keep the show running even if we lose all of our sponsors until we get new sponsors to come in. And they were true to that in September. They were true to that in October. Come November, December, when nobody wanted to sponsor that show, they made a say, well, we are canceling the show due to low ratings. When the reality was his ratings post 9-11 were not. through the roof. So, you know, instead of just saying, you know what, we can't afford to keep this show on the air anymore because of the controversial nature during our times, we're letting him go. And, and, and please say hello to Jimmy Kimmel. You know, they, they had to lie. Yes, but what it, uh, uh, what's the quote from Max Headroom, when do you know a network head when do you know a network executive is lying when his lips move? When his lips <laughs> move. Yeah. And uh, not that I wanted to digress to that, but look at uh, commercials at that time. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, uh, people didn't know what would be appropriate as a jingle, a campaign, other than America. Yeah. And uh, people were, you know, capitalizing on on this new patriotism that you had to buy this brand of SUV, otherwise you're not a good American. Mm-hmm. As opposed to buying something economical, right. you know, that would be more fuel efficient. No, you had to buy our brand because it's an American brand and yeah. you know you want to be a good American now, don't you? So you you, you saw that change. Uh prime time 
you know, all the primetime schedules. Remember, the Emmys were postponed. Well, they were postponed in November, uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, and the Latin Grammys. You're listening to an edition of This Week in TV History that originally aired in September 2011. Tony, Donna, and I are talking about how events of 9-11 impacted late-night television and primetime television. Remember, the Emmys were postponed a couple of times. First, because it was, it was the, it would be the following Sunday after 9-11, and right. they, they couldn't do it. And then the second time they set the date was the date that we bombed Afghanistan. Afghanistan, that's right. That I, day, I, I remember that. Yeah, I remember so that. They, I remember yeah, that. so, they, so it, it was pushed back, uh, you know, a I third think, time. I, yeah, I, th- I think they ended up competing with the, with the seventh game of the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. And Ellen hosted the show, and to her credit, she did a and she did a great job, beautiful job hosting yeah. the show. And they closed with Barbara Streisand, which yeah. was you know another big, but it was you know that was that was a tough call for them. Um, I remember like all the shows were delayed a week mm-hmm. of the launch. Uh, I remember shows like Law and Order went back and re-edited. All well, remember there were three Law and Orders at the time. All of them were half done, and they took you know basically the equivalent to thirty episodes, I would mm-hmm. guess. And went back and re-edited those episodes. You know, would acknowledge uh, 9/11 in past tense, right? But any reference to uh, downtown or, or terrorism, they they comb through everything yeah. and pretty much had to redo. You know, they they chose they didn't have to, but they chose to do that to to make the show current. I'm trying to remember. Um, NYPD Blue had to work, but again, you know, the, half the season was shot by that time. 24 premiered in 2001, and I believe they re-edited, um, and I, I should probably look this up, but I'm not. Um, so if I get it wrong, folks, you'll let me know. But uh, I believe, because um, the original concept of the pilot had to do with a plane exploding in midair. Yeah. And I believe they cut that out of the pilot and... Um, and I forget exactly how they did it, but that's how, that, that's how the show started. Yeah, there there were a few movies whose release were uh, delayed mm-hmm. by you know six months, if not more, or never. Um, I, I'm sure there were a few pilots that got shelved mm-hmm. uh, at that particular time. Would 24 be the success that it was? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I mean, how, not. How, how many conservative pundits were referencing Jack Bauer? Yeah. Uh, just, how know, many? You know, how, how many? How many people thought Jack? You know, I mean, Jack Bauer. Uh, you know, his his name surfaced uh, in the post of uh, uh, in, in the coverage after following the death of Osama bin Laden. A lot of people, yeah. you know, there are a lot of people say, yeah, Jack. You know, we're giving Jack Bauer credit for it. So yeah, you know, so <laughs> people, you know, that those lines. So I don't think uh, that show would have had its its success. Um, I remember Friends had had done an episode where I think there was a pilot up. Ep- I mean, the the season premiere of that where there there was a whole bit at the airport that had to be completely redone, reshot, uh, because the whole bit was security at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> so so they had to redo it. Yeah. It um, it, it it changed everything. It changed <laughs> everything. It continues to change everything, and um, you know it continues to shape us. It continues to shape us. We are of the generation that we will always remember that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't. Genera- want, I, don't, I don't want to say it's for for us. It's our John. For us, it's it's, it's our November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, because that's an apples and oranges sort of thing. But it is one of those days that you know exactly where you were. You know so, exactly yeah. where you were. Uh, you know, I was looking because a lot of people were bringing up, you know, that 
because people prior to that were going, you, you knew where you were when Kennedy died. And, mm-hmm. I, and when I was watching some clips, uh, news coverage of the Kennedy assassination, you know, when later on, uh, and, and people, the newscasters were bringing up the issue, so it makes me think of where I was when Pearl Harbor was attacked. Mm-hmm. And the generation that precedes us, our parents' generation, were around. They know where they were when Pearl Harbor was bombed. They know where they were when Kennedy was shot. They know, you know, they, they experienced all of those milestones. Uh, our our nephews are, are too. All they remember is a day that they got out of school, oh, right? And they weren't sure why, why the grown-ups were a little freaked out. Yeah. But I've I've talked to uh, my siblings and I've talked to my nephews, you know, asking them what was that day like and they remember that the you know that the teachers gave them some playtime that they went to a conference and then uh school ended early yeah and the parents were waiting and uh you know, so a, a little bit more more innocent but uh you know i don't think they're going to remember kind of like the way we do the world before right and and, and the world after childoftelevision.blogspot.com childoftelevision.blogspot.com also storysalon.com Donna's four-part novel series is now complete yes it is the last book Fall Again Reunion was published a few months ago you'll see where the story finally ends and to find out how the story begins and end go to fallagainseries.com Tony and Donna we'll see you both next time next Next time. time Jeffrey Mark will join us when we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential stay with us if you haven't been listening to TV Confidential this is who you're missing. Linda Day George. Diane Cannon. Donna Mills. Richard Benjamin. Michael Bell. Joan Van Ark. Thank you so much, Joan. I, I really appreciate this. I hope we'll have a chance to chat again. Well, I hope so, too. And let me tell you, bravo to you. Kudos for doing your homework. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Hugs. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week. I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-717-6901. 855-717-6901. 855-717-6901. That's 855-717-6901. You can listen to this show all over again as a podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, TuneIn, Apple Podcast, and wherever podcasts are found. Best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the TV Confidential Podcast, go to the homepage at televisionconfidential.com and click subscribe now. Become a TV Confidential confidant and receive unlimited access to the last five years of TV Confidential, plus other members-only content. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a Confidant. Enter the coupon code CONFIDENTIAL when you sign up, and you'll receive $5 off your first month's membership. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a Confidant. Alexa users, you can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, 
Play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how, go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.